Cheers. Welcome into this edition of Road Trippin'. Allie Clifton, Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. We're all drinking this morning. Celsius. Celsius. Shout out Celsius. Shout Bro, out it's Celsius. It's 1030 and you're having stimulants? Dude. Wine don't stop, dog. Wine don't stop. I was gonna go. So I was gonna go a direction. Let me have a moment. I was gonna go a direction. I'm going to uh, instead of going right, I'm gonna go left okay. because Richard, are you drinking a pop? Uh, what? No, drinking a soda. Okay, so I was telling Janie before you logged on, Richard. Shout out to New Heights. Obviously, the Kelsey brothers. We love them because they're from Cleveland. We all have that tie to Cleveland. In case you're just uh, new to Rose who's from who's from Cleveland? They're from New Heights. Travis Kelsey. And Jason they're, they're, Kelsey. Both of those guys are, are Ohio boys. What? Yeah. I I don't follow. What them rock like have you been living under? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> they were. I, I don't. I don't follow them like that. I follow the Chiefs. I don't follow the fucking Taylor Swift shit. I don't know where. So it's you don't need to follow or know Taylor Swift to know that the Kelsey brothers are from Cleveland Heights. <laughs> yeah. And that's in Cleveland to be specific. Oh my okay. God. Well, Having Kansas, said that, Kansas City is in Missouri, right? You know. Okay. okay. Fair? That's fair. You guys are both annoyed how fair that is. Having said that, this morning, uh, the new episode of them dropped. Um, and if you watched, if you were one of the 50 million viewers that watched the Buffalo-Kansas City game, you saw the antics of, wonderful antics of Jason Kelsey celebrating, legend. jumping outside, ah. legend, outside of the suite, taking off his shirt, etc. So I wanted to know what they had to say about it. So I listened to the podcast this morning on my drive-in. And there was a part that they dove into pretty heavily, and it made me want to ask you guys this. One, I think it's because of last week when Jason Kelsey drove through the McDonald's drive-thru and signed the jersey of the McDonald's worker, stating that he gets two Egg McMuffin sandwiches every morning with a black coffee when he goes to McDonald's. Okay, so then it led to, are you a combo meal person? Orderer, one, do you guys even go to fast food? Or are you an a la carte orderer? And two, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, Richard, you are drinking a Coke, a pop. Jason said pop on the podcast, and I am a pop person. I am not a soda person. That's how I refer to it. Exactly. But when he said it, I even thought, because I've been out here since 2018, I do not lose my roots. But I was like, that kind of sounds weird. We are weird that we say pop. You are fucking weird. It's it's soda pop. (laughs) Okay, are you a combo orderer, though, at fast food? Do you even eat fast food? Or are you an a la carte? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I eat fast food. Yeah, combo with the a la carte on the side. Combo with the a la carte. What does that even mean? You get a spicy chicken sandwich, but then you get get a little cheeseburger on the side. Yeah, I'll get the two taco (sighs) combo, and then I'll add the the, the Oreo cookie shake. The Oreo cookie shake. Right. So okay. So, yeah. but if you're going through McDonald's, say, if you're talking about you, like if you're getting a burger or if you're getting this, are you, you getting the meal? Yes, hundred yeah, percent. The meal, the hash brown, Every the French fries, the tater tots. Okay. So Travis is a fan of that. Jason says that you don't get your money's worth calorie intake wise with like the French fries and the pop and all of that. So he is a a la carte orders just the sandwich. Oh. Right. Well, well you well, linemen are different. Linemen are different. Yeah. They they gotta they gotta keep those calories up. They gotta keep their weight up. That's crazy. Like they can get fined if they drop below weight type shit. Yeah. And uh, listen, at McDonald's, breakfast especially, if you get a, a sausage egg McMuffin, 
you get a coffee and you get a water, but then the 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 hash brown goes into the sandwich. No, 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 no. Wait, so you actually do order the hash brown? I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. All I, in the sandwich. I'll, go, the I'll go McGriddle. I'll go McGriddle. <laughs> oh no, those are gross. The I'll McGriddle. go the burrito on the oh. side. You oh, go to no, McDonald's. No, no. Burrito. Arizona, Arizona people don't order burritos from McDonald's. Go to Filiberto's or Roberto's yeah. or yeah. Alberto's or just Berto's in general. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Uh, what about do Anyways, kudos to your Coke this morning. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually called pop. Coke. It's got like. Yeah, it is a, yeah. not a pop. Oh. Not a pop. All right. All right, let's talk. Hopefully you will have sugar to uh, energize you for this episode Uh, because we're going to start with the obvious. What's the obvious? Uh, Okay, so the Bucs fired first-year head coach Adrian Griffin just 43 games into the season. Uh, 30-13 and record for those just getting caught up to speed. That is the second-best record in the NBA. Um, I just ran this by Channing to confirm. Channing was actually not a part of the David Blatt situation. And I know, Rich, you went in-depth on this uh, yesterday on NBA Today. But just some reference there. David Blatt, it was 41 games into the season. Y'all were 30 and 11 at that time. He was fired just two days ago, actually, uh, back in 2016 on January 22nd. Channing showed up in February. Um, thoughts? What What does this mean? First and foremost, were you shocked? Your reaction to this news? Channing, I'll start with you. Before we even get into what's next in the hiring of Doc Rivers. Uh, I've seen it happen. Right. I understand. I think here's where I knew it was. He was fucked from the beginning. Do you remember the first eight games? He was like, guys, this is how we've been playing defense. This is what I would like us to do so that we can be better equipped for the playoffs. He wanted them to be up on screens. They went like three and five or something like that. It was a little shake at the beginning. And all of them were complaining about how this isn't who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, there's there's a catch 22 with that one. If you have a new coach and this new coach is like, trust me, I've seen where you guys get exploited in the playoffs. Right. And I want to work on this during the, the year and your vets don't buy in. Then when you have Giannis, Chris Middleton and and Damian Lillard and Brooke Lopez, you're going to win a lot of games. But that's not what they're going to be judged on anyways. If they weren't bought in to be up on screens at the beginning of the year, what does that say about the team of and their trust to that coach? I don't think he had a chance. I don't think he had a chance. He's asking them to be something that they are not comfortable being, right? Whether that's Brooke, whether that's Giannis, or whoever it is. I don't think it's Dame. But it was weird that Dame's coach, I forgot his name, uh, oh, shit. He left. Remember, he left. Terry like, Stotts. Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts left two weeks before the season. They were like, hey, he wasn't really, this wasn't going on. That's more unusual than this Doc Rivers situation. And he left on his own, correct? He said, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, he left. They, they, they had, yeah. yeah, they had some sort. This thing has been blowing up for, for a while. And, and look, the same, the similar thing with David Blatt was brought in to, to, coach and grow uh young Kyrie, Kyrie a young Wiggins yeah. a young Tristan like that's what that's what they were brought in to do LeBron James changed all that the timetable like the mistakes from like a first time NBA coach you know 
they didn't have the patience. Dame Lillard, like they signed him as the head coach before Dame Lillard came in, right? Before Dame came in, like he was, yeah. he was, he took over as coach. So now, instead of having the roster that he had been working with and that he was familiar with and was able to make tweaks, you're taking out like a huge, like a huge piece, and you're adding a very, very different huge piece. And if you don't have, yeah, unique piece. So I'm just saying it like, can I ask really quick to that point for you, before you go to your next with the element of you hire Adrian Griffin without Dame Lillard being there, like David Black came in to coach a young Kyrie. You still hired Adrian Griffin with Giannis, who is a champion and a bona fide star. And like, I, I'm more talk- a proven star I, in this league. Like, I, I more talk about the adjustments from like, okay, this is my team. Okay. This is, this is I, I've been with these guys. I know these guys. These are the tweaks I want to make. Mm-hmm. Brand new guy comes in. And you're like, holy shit, I was not prepared for this. In the Bucks is a lot different than Damian Lillard and the Bucks. Drew Holiday fits in. He doesn't ask for the ball. He's elite defensively. He is a true pass first point guard where Giannis is the main attraction. You can build a system around that. When Damian Lillard comes in, you now have to adjust your whole offense and defense. You don't have to coach Drew Holiday on defense. You have to coach Damian Lillard on defense because he's not as big, he's not as good, but he's way better offensively. That's how you look at their numbers offensively. They're monsters. Defensively, they're in the lower half of the NBA. And that, and yeah. that's where that's where Richard's trying to make his point. It's like, yeah, I have all these teams ready for Drew Holiday and these guys. Now you're giving me <laughs> Damian Lillard so now he's getting hit with screens. And then Terry Stotts is gone. And then Terry Stotts has this. But I, I look, I think Griff yeah. is going to be a good coach. I just think sometimes we've we've seen it with other other people. When you get these loaded rosters, like sometimes you need a, an experienced coach that has seen a lot of shit. And like that's what Doc Rivers is. I'm not I, like I just say this. I'm not I'm not here for this the 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 BS. I, I'm saying like Doc Rivers, he's coached Paul Pierce and Rondo and 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 KG. Blake he's Griffin. he's coached he's coached Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and and Jamal Crawford. He's coached James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid. So I'm saying like when you look at a guy, he's like, oh, if these are the pieces that I have to juggle, oh, I'll figure it out, right? There's experience there. There's experience there for a brand new guy that's learn that that's doing it for the first time. He has a great team, but then the team that he's preparing for, it's like he doesn't have as much experiencing experiencing with the jug with the jug. And and again, I don't want to sidetrack, but like I think experience helps with those things. That's one of the things that people have questioned Darvin Ham on is him figuring out the lineups. That shit takes time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry, people. Yeah. Like there's only thirty of these jobs in the world, only thirty. Right. So very few people actually have experience in the field. Right. Not from necessarily of like coaching, but it's like, oh, I'm constantly dealing with injuries. This is T. Lou said it during COVID that the COVID year made him a better coach because he was constantly having to change the lineups because guys were in and out. So he was constantly having to work on the schemes and do all this stuff and tweak it like every single night who's available, who's not available, like whatever. So like if 
T. Lou is telling us that that makes him better, better coach having to deal with all of those things, then that means that it's really fucking hard to deal mm-hmm. with those things. So yeah. it's like, and a guy like a guy like um, Adrian Griffin, I don't think he had the time to grow and, and experiment and tweak, and especially with this roster with the kind of schedule they're on. Obviously, as we know, they went from fourth defensively last year, rating-wise, to 22nd here this season. Despite their record, you guys were touching on this. It, it's just the wins aren't coming as you would hope or expect them to with a roster of this. Having said that, I just think it, it's interesting. Or What would you say? I said they gutted their their bench. They gutted – like, they're getting old. And they are one-dimensional defensively. They run a regular drop in ice every single time because that's what booty holes are used to do with them. And then now it's like, this is different. Oh, boot knows Sorry. It's a, it was a joke. Do you joke remember when at the ago. beginning of all of this, when this trade went down and I was talking about how valuable a piece Drew Holiday was, and you both looked at me like I was crazy and turned me upside down, inside out. Yeah. Because, yeah. I stand, yeah. By, mm-hmm. I stand by that. I stand by that. I, yeah, please. I, that I am, stand mm-hmm. by that. Um, having said all of that, I just wonder if there is a little bit even more, or to your point, there's more layers to it than just him being inexperienced because Adrian Griffin didn't walk into a non-championship caliber roster to begin with. He he had a a list of there. Yes. A championship filled roster. And now all of a sudden you add this piece and it really just did not connect and align. And I think with the coming, you'll just. I, you know, well, 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 I think for people, they're going to the outside looking in and people are kind of like winning games is not necessarily the indicator. If if you're a champion. covers up a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying it's not an indicator if you're a championship team, like mm-hmm. when you're watching mistakes, when you're watching this, if you're watching with that eye, you're like, yeah, we're 30 and 13, right? We're in second place, like blah, blah, blah. But you're like, but we're not playing good basketball. It was the same thing with us when they let go of David Blatt. It's like we were good, like we were we were fine, but it was like they're not playing at an elite level. Like they're more talented than everybody else. Got the best player in the world, but we weren't playing elite. And I will say this: T. Lou was the guy, and there's questions, but he was the guy that got us to playing elite. The Kings in OKC and Minnesota. They're winning a lot of games. When we talk about the best three teams in the league, no one's saying OKC or Minnesota. They always go Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think Richard is trying to say. And also, to me, you got to look at, like, this team is getting old. They're getting older, right? Regardless if we want to, like, Giannis is Giannis. Dame's getting older. Middleton is not, he's giving you this. He's not giving you this. Like, who's that? They did. They got rid of their youth, right? So for me, they I'm still need support. Shit. It ain't just they need, getting yeah, Doc Rivers. They have no energy. They need, they're going to need to get somebody defensively. Uh, old Perk Alert was talking about fucking, fucking getting P.J. Tucker off the bench in, with the Clippers. They do. I think, I think you look at their team. They're missing some youth. They're missing some fire. Which you oftentimes yeah. you you can see that, but like you look at a Phil, uh, you look at a uh, uh, at Philly, and you've got Terrence Mann. That dude is a fucking young yeah. shy of a cannon. This dude could play seventy minutes Clipper. a night if he needed to. No, but I'm, no, I'm saying when you look at like Philly, there's Boston. Oh, right. They have youth. Like Milwaukee, right. they don't have like Giannis is still in his young. Giannis is in the, his prime for another five years, Brooke but they don't older. have youth. 
Yeah, they don't have youth around them, that that extra burst of energy. They just they don't have that. And, and like Denver has it. Um, um, what like who are some of the other Almost teams at the top? OKC's it. got it. Minnesota has it. Minnesota they has don't it. have. They don't have even it. Miami went and got it. Even Miami yeah, went yeah. and got it. Yeah, Hame Hockey. Right? It's like Tyler Hero's yeah, fucking Terry Rozier's young ish. Like these, yeah, they got they got bursts. I don't want to harp too much on this, so I, we can finish with this. But I do. I'm curious as to what you think or who you think has the most pressure on them after this move. How much pressure well, does we, uh, Giannis well, carry in this? To, yeah. Before we can got stop. pressure. Pressure. No. Can, can I? This is my thing, right? One thing. There's two things we're not taking into account. This is a new ownership group, so they're like, we just bought this team. We don't feel like this is a championship caliber team. We need to make a move. We can't move Dame. We can't move Giannis. We don't want to move Brooke. Who's the only guy that we can move? And you know what? I don't understand if Doc here, and now it could be anybody. I'm just using these guys because this is a report. If Doc Rivers was advising Adrian Griffin and you didn't like what he was doing, why would you hire the guy that was advising the guy? Nah, that was just, this is what happened. Terry Stotts, this Terry Stotts, Terry Stotts. When he left, he was supposed to be the OG head coach that he could lean on for support. And he leaves in the middle of the season. That is a fucking huge piece of probably Adrian Griffin struggling. You're losing the guy that was a head coach for a decade in this league that was supposed to be your second in command. That was supposed to kind of guide you and help you, right? So you lose that. And so it's like then he still needs somebody to advise him. He can't go get anybody on a staff. There's no head, like, there's no, like, coach out there that he can go get so then you you get take the advice from like whether it's a doc rivers or you you know somebody you know george carl or somebody that has like head coaching experience somebody that you can do that so doc was probably advising him but yeah you know how this goes this shit is game of thrones bro this shit is game of thrones i'm confused because nobody in philly was like man we should have kept doc right they were very (laughs) underachieving team and then now you you like you know what the definition of crazy is like everyone after he left Philly was like, he's not going to get a job, and no one's that stupid. No one is that stupid. You'd be, and you you'd know be what? surprised. How, I you'd mean, be surprised. You, you chalk up. Look at the end of the day, and it, that's the Doc thing. Rivers, it's, it's, Doc yeah. Rivers has gotten like, look, the Clippers. They had a great run. They had some bad news. But you can't say Doc. Doc had some bad playoff losses. He's got a lot of bad playoff losses. The, but overall, the worst you playoff say, losses. You, but, but you wouldn't say that Doc is a bad coach. You would say that Doc's a very good coach. He just has some, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, Charles Barkley's a very good player. He doesn't have an NBA championship. Doesn't mean he wasn't fucking great at what he did. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think Doc is great at what he does. I think he's a very, very good coach. I think he's an improvement from an experience side. Right. But it's not like you just went out like you didn't just go out and bring in Phil Jackson. It's not like the dude's got five range. You didn't just go bring in Steve Kerr. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. It's like you, you brought in a, an elite coach. Like, that's all you got. I think you bring him Who else, in. What when else you're you like, going to do? What else you going to do? That, I think you like, bring him in because you're like, you know what, Giannis and everyone else, how y'all want to play, that's how we're going to play. And you know what? Doc is great at just personality control and i think that's the biggest thing that a minute or minnesota milwaukee needs is personality control and guys you know what i'm y'all want to drop an ice drop an ice all you want you want to run this play 
let's run this play. Just just run this one for me once every quarter. After that, y'all go do what you do. And I'll just take care of personalities. But I just don't, I don't know. I think Milwaukee, rumblings, I'm not saying this personally. Rumblings are Milwaukee had a great year. Now, people, this is, I'm just on the internet all the time. People are starting to feel like, and you've heard this too, Richard, that was a fluke year for Milwaukee. They feel like other teams have surpassed them. This is just, they feel like other teams have made critical decisions when necessary to always be above Milwaukee, right? Boston, Philly, right? You look at Denver, you look at Lakers, or not Lakers, Clippers, definitely not the Lakers, the Clippers. Right, those teams have made huge improvements to their team to be better than Milwaukee. I disagree. You disagree. This is why. I, this is why I disagree. Respect. Okay, tell me why. They went all in to get Drew yeah. Holiday. Drew Holiday was the final piece of their puzzle. He was late game defender, late game scorer. Like he was because you knew like you team needed leader. more than what you have with credit. Yeah, so they bring him in. So they had to push in a bunch of chips. Picks gave away a ton of, like, their draft picks, their draft capital. That wins them a championship in the first year, right? That wins them a championship in the first year. Boom. I don't give a fuck. Everything was worth it. So they did. They went in to stay above everyone. Now, over the past few years, Chris Middleton has gotten hurt. Some of the other guys have gotten a little bit older. Yeah, and so now you're looking at, they're like, okay, we are we are still a, a we're still a top two team, top three team, right in the conference, right? If not the best team, it, it's a small wiggle room right there, and we don't feel like we have a gap, so we're going to do another jump, and that means here comes Dame Lillard. So I more say it in the sense of like, yes, the teams have progressed past them, but they've been making moves. Like they got Damian fucking Lillard in Milwaukee. These bad boys have been making moves, but when you lose a lot of that draft capital, to me, you lose the players in the middle. You lose that yeah. young player in the middle that's pretty good, the Christian Braun, the, the Bruce Brown, like those right. guys that are kind of like middle of the road kind of gap fillers. Like Jay Crowder, you look at Malik Beasley, hasn't been what he what they would like him to be. Connaughton is kind of flatlined, in my opinion, for like who he is. I think he's plateaued. I think there was time where we were like, oh, he's going to keep improving. And, the, and I think he's a very good player, but you wouldn't put him um, in that same kind of like high energy level. You just right. consider him a, a role player at this point in time. And I say that with respect. So they just... Yeah, well, you I, have to be a role player. If you're playing with Damon Giannis... There's not as much – if you're playing with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Giannis, that's a lot different. Everyone else is going to eat more. When you play with Dame and Giannis, not everyone is going to eat as much, right? I, I just don't think there's enough – Dame is a volume shooter, and that's how he gets – that's how he's explosive. He's not like Drew Holiday who will take six shots in a game and just be like, okay, fine. It's just not the same. And that's why I think, to me, after watching this, I think, yes – Adrian Griffin was the right move at the beginning, but not now with Damian Lillard. And as we see, he just can't get them to cohesively work. You know, they're like, you know, they're just two, two sharks moving forward. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not cohesive. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ballplayers are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. 
The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet, locked in no matter what you do on the court. Stop in your tracks with dual density UA flow cushioning and traction. It's an emergency break you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep Under Armour wherever you go. So do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. Let's talk about a shark that moved forward the other night. Moving on to Philadelphia. Joel Embiid, his 70 points, 18 rebounds. Are you not entertained? This dude is disgusting. I want your take on this because then that same night, you see Kat go for 62 in a loss. Joel's obviously in a win. Um, because it is another conversation, a bigger conversation, taking nothing away from Joel Embiid, breaking the franchise record, 68 of Will Chamberlain. Um, <laughs> is this your point you're trying to make, Channing, that the big men are coming back? What? They've been back. They've been back. Look at yeah. every team that has success has a solid you- big man. Yeah, I was like, they've been, been big men have been running. The- Look at, the, <sighs> for instance, and I'm going to throw a name out there, a guy that is the most under, two most underrated centers in the league, Mitchell Robinson and Jared Allen, right? Three, four, five years ago, those guys weren't as valued as much. Now you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers record when Jared Allen plays, it is way better than when he sits. Everyone else could get hurt. They have a better winning percentage when he plays. Mitchell Robinson, think about this Knicks team when he gets back, if he's healthy, is I think has a chance to go to Eastern Conference Finals. That's just me. With that team. No, I, I, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thirdly, you look at uh, uh, Orlando. is one of the biggest teams in the league. When they have Jonathan Isaac, their team, the tallest teams in the league, when they have Jonathan Isaac, their team is obviously top five, top six in the East. You look at Dallas. Dallas, who's up and down this year, when they've got Derek Lively, who I think is a sleeper best Dive. pick, Dude, they're a whole different team. It's not even close. Mm -hmm. You look at the Lakers when AD is, now he's been balling, their success comes when he's mostly playing the center, right? I think you look at the Kings' success, Sabonis. You look at, obviously, the Suns have been struggling. Golden State's been struggling. Why is Utah sort of good? Uh, Walker Kessler. Then you have, you know, then you have uh, a Lori Marketing. Like, you can go down the big man is back. The big man's back. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I so to sum, that up, to sum up that soliloquy, uh, the big man is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but we cannot get bored with what Joel Embiid is doing. I watched that whole game. He really didn't even want to go in in the fourth quarter, but the Spurs were, like, keeping it to 14-11, and he Channing, went what, back in. But, like, he wasn't. he really don't even play the fourth quarter. Channing, what did you think about the Spurs game plan? You know what? I, you know what they said? <laughs> you know what they said? They honestly go, this one guy, we're not going to double team, so let him that's, beat us. That's a terrible, that's, a, ter- that's, not, that's, a, that's a game plan. Nobody thought game. he would get 70. But well, yeah, a game plan. They don't have anybody. He outweighs. It's also true. Yeah. He, he, like, you combine Wimby and Zach Collins, and it's the same. It, it, he, he still weighs more than both of them combined. Dog. He God. was hang dribbling the fuck. He was doing the same pickup move. Ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. And there was nothing they could do. They put Jeremy on him. He's posting him up. 
we we cannot get everyone wants to make excuses for greatness like oh he gets to the free throw line a lot or he falls down i don't know if anybody saw joel beat his first year he's been flopping like that his whole career i just think he has like uh 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 like um equilibrium problems that's not he falls down a lot that is not I'll show you some equilibrium problems. Yeah. <laughs> he falls down a lot. It's just what he does. He also gets to the free throw line like a monster because he's aggressive and he's physical. But to me, every challenge that he's ever faced versus any big man is what I think he's going to be the MVP running away. He played Denver. He busts that ass. He played Wemby, gave him 70. He plays Cat in Minnesota, gave him 45. Like, there's no big man in the league that he doesn't step up to the challenge. And he just had to remind the Spurs, y'all got a unicorn, but I'm Rambo. I'm killing everybody. This is a Channing okay. Fry show and I'm here for it. I'm, I'm it's, um, it's, uh, Celsius. <laughs> the Celsius definitely. Is. Oh. That's the one drink though, that like once you drink it, it hits you. Like you feel it. Yeah, it's great. It lasts There's forever. A I got a lot of emails after Energy this. drinks like that. Um, all right, before we take a break, because uh, we are going to do some midseason awards, I do want to get your thoughts on the trade between the Hornets and the Heat. Uh, Terry Rozier, 23 points per game. Did you just really do that, Channing? Um, in exchange for Kyle Lowry and a first-round pick. What does this do for the Heat? Put it in reverse, Terry! <laughs> no, they, uh, they, they, uh, they are they're a problem i think they're going to be a problem i still think that i wish they had a little bit more depth at the big yeah a little bit more size right like we were talking about like the big man is back the size is important but i think you know especially with the emergence of Hawkes, now you got duncan now you got tyler hero you got martin jimmy butler now you got terry rozier like and look kyle was a great game manager for that second unit Right. The dude's a Hall of Flame, Hall of Fame point guard. Right. Like that's what the fucking stats tell us. So he's running their second unit. That shit really helps your second unit. That's what they were trying to get in with Chris Paul in Golden State. You understand the value of that. Now you got a 20 point a game guy that's there and he's nice. So now you have another real point of attack versus a setup man. And I think they need like they needed more scoring. I love Jimmy. I love Jimmy. It's just hard to watch Jimmy play bully ball right at six foot five for four. I don't think they could win a championship with him playing. You needed more help and scoring around him. Yeah. Caleb Martin went crazy in game seven of the Boston series. And imagine if you have Caleb Martin balling and then you have Terry Rozier balling. He creates so much action. That's the thing that I think sometimes Miami misses in the playoffs. They ain't got nobody with wiggle, really. Like, Jimmy plays bully ball. Bam is solid. Caleb Martin was coming off those screens. Ha ha. I was like, damn, dog. Like, who is this dude? But now you really put Terry on there. And he is going to, I think he's going to show out. And also, he's going to get opportunities to move all around the court where it's not just get the ball and go. It's like, come off this down screen. And then for me, it also allows Tyler Hero to go to the bench early and be with that second unit where he can now explode. Not that he's going off the bench, but he, you know, I, he can be with them earlier. I won't say that he won't. What I'm going to say is scoring 23 points a game on Charlotte is the yeah. equivalent to scoring like 16, 17 on Miami. Oh, for right? like 
Like he's like I, I like Terry, but he's not Kevin Durant. He's not one of those guys no. that's gonna show up and he's a thirty point a game scorer. No, he can score twenty points a game on Charlotte. They're gonna win eight they're winning eight games. Their team is not very good. But you put him on the Miami Heat within a structure within like that, I think he's somewhere like a sixteen, seventeen point a game scorer. And that's a that those those motherfuckers don't grow on trees. So no. I think I don't think you look at it as like they got now. If he does, then you know you score seventeen. That means every every other night you're putting up twenty, right? That that's you, you take it. But I don't think he's going to be like a twenty three point a game, a twenty two point a game score. Now he could. I'm not saying like it would be like mind blowing. I'm just saying I think that that's what it within the framework. You know, numbers can get elevated, like Przingis in Washington. You know, his numbers can get elevated. He's within a structure in Boston, and he's still elite. But he's a part, he's a piece of the puzzle, not just going out there trying to get 25 every night. At the time of this trade, the Heat are 24 19. They are sixth in the Western Conference. All right, it is that time. Easter. Give me your top players from last week. These are our, our Under Armour game changers of the week. Which players or coaches impressed you guys the most? Richard? Ooh, okay. Give me a moment. It always feels like a pop quiz when we know these are coming every <laughs> we know it's coming every episode. Every, every episode. And it feels like, oh, oh, shit. Uh, let's see. I'm going to need Channing to go first. Uh, uh, it's not even close. It's Kevin Durant. <laughs> was an so absolute ready. murderer last year or last week. Like <laughs> was going to work. Anytime you say, Hey, put me up there in a the go conversation. And then average, what did he average? 38? Back to back. Yeah, back to back 40 points. Is he a dude. part of the goat conversation? No. Actually, hang on, Rich, you go first. And then we'll talk about that. On the other no, side. no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 because I can't mess up this ad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say DeJounte Murray. I'm going to say DeJounte Murray from the stance, from the standpoint of, of this is that, oh, that's tough. The Cavs, the Cavs, oh, I want to kind of pick some out of Cavs, but I'll go with DeJounte Murray, but because he's playing amidst trade rumors, Trey Young was out for some time. Their team was playing well. Right, like hits a game winner, like that's you know it's tough to stay locked in on that stuff. So he ready to uh, go. He, he ready, he ready to, go. to go. He tried. He well, don't go. play so well. You got to lower your value. They're asking too much. You playing too well. Atlanta. Yesterday's price got, wasn't got, today's price. You gotta you gotta lower your play. You can't go out and have <laughs> career high because then they're gonna raise the price. Who would you keep, Richard Trey or Dejounte? Hang on. We'll go there next. Road Trip and oh. Game Changers of the Week are sponsored by Under Armour. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curries are available now at currybrand.com. All right, continue. Wait, wait, wait. We have to start on this first, first. What did you think? Because you watched more of the Timberwolves game than I did. What did you think about Carl Anthony Towns 62? No, I, I thought I thought the first three quarters, I thought the first three quarters, it was, it was good. I, I, I did. The fourth quarter was... The, the reason why the bad offense affected their defense, it affected their energy. And that's not just that. And look, you know this. They were booing anybody that shot the ball that wasn't just <laughs> They were booing him. Poor guy. And so it's like, but, but from a standpoint of anybody not named Joel B that shot it, like it was a boo. My point is this. You want that for your teammate. You're going out of your way to try and find your teammate when he's having one of those nights. There's some nights that you just need to be like, fuck it. We're going to see how many points this bad boy can score as long as we, you know what I'm saying? So you're locked in on defense to try and get back there to get him the ball, right? I think that there, 
I would just say that because the way the offense was going, I think their team lost a ton of focus on the defensive end. And now you started putting pressure on the offense and cat, he didn't play a great game. He didn't, he, he was just trying to go, 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 go. And even Joel, Joel, you got to kick it. You got to keep the defense a little, I got to make them think that you might think about passing. They know you're not passing, but they got to think that you might pass. He actually was, but the yeah, minute that's passed it, he just got that. They just threw it right back to him. He was like, fuck it. Let me score. Yeah. But the fourth quarter was just, you watch it. When you watch the, if you want to watch some bad basketball, go back and watch the fourth quarter. And Angie, now he did get fouled. That's the part that will throw a caveat. The fucker got fouled right there on a blatant wrist clubbing, right? Like that, that, that can't be, that can't be understated. And momentum is a motherfucker. Yeah. But, but that was in the five, that was in with 50 seconds ago. That was our 30 seconds ago. That was the final, like, we're going to make a push. They get fouled. Now all of a sudden the game's over. Like they're down by three or four. So I don't know. I, I, I feel bad that that missed call, but that missed call isn't why they lost that game. It's because of like, like he called it immaturity on the offensive end, you're right, right, on the defensive end. So, yeah. But look, you put up a 60-62. Bro, you're in rare air. Because Rank. I went to the Warriors, Durant told Rankin, why shouldn't I be in that? That's the question you should ask. Why not? What haven't I done in regards to the GOAT conversation? Nah, homie. You, you, you the man. You ain't, you ain't that man. Come on, bro. Hey, well, you bad. You bad. You in the club. You not in VIP seating. You in the club. You not, you not at the main table. There's only three people at the main table. No, there's more than three people at the main table. Who, who you got at the main table? Who who's at the main table? Jordan, Braun, and Kareem. Oh yeah, okay. I want to make sure. Okay, we're right. that's that's just my <laughs> yeah. main table. If you got an argument, make sure. Well, I'm saying and then for and then for honorable mention, if we're talking about a Mount Rushmore, because the Mount Rushmore is the top yeah, yeah. four, you can have Okay, we're not you, going there. You can go Kobe, there. you can go Bill Russell, you can go Magic Johnson. You go back to episode two sixty nine. I just did the sixty nine for the both of you. That's when we talked yeah. about Mount Rushmore. Continue oh, on to Anyways, those people. <laughs> no, I, my thing about this, Kevin Durant is one of the greatest people, like basketball players to ever touch a basketball. He, he was probably going to finish as a top 10 player, top seven if we were ranking players. In my opinion, by the time he's done, like he's a top 10 player. I think he's a top 10, top 12 player. That's right. Okay, I, okay. I'll give you that. I, I would, like I'm saying, depend on, on on what day. You 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 do your voting today after that motherfucker been cooking people. You might be like, yeah, I got him at like ninth. You do it, you know, at a different time. Anyways, it's just, in my opinion, you would take Steph Curry over Kevin Durant. Ooh. Right. If you're talking about if you're talking about the GOAT conversation, GOAT yeah. conversation isn't necessarily who is better. Those are different conversations. But if you were going to break it down, you would say that Steph Curry has accomplished more. So like if you're not above the guy that you were winning championships with, I can't really put you in that in in that conversation, and that's no disrespect. The man is a is a monster. Yeah, like I said, he's probably going to end up as a top ten player at all time. But this puts you in that goat conversation. It's not it, you have to do things that have never been done. Yeah, Kevin Durant has not yet quite accomplished, in my opinion, something that's never been done. Right, the down three one, Kobe with five championships, sick Jordan with all the accolades. Like you got to understand, it's like. 
Kevin Durant's got one regular season MVP. Steph's got two, right? He's got two finals MVPs. He's got two championships. Steph has four, right? So championships. I'm saying Steph's got four championships, right? Like those are the things that like are like. Where's Steph on your list? Where's Steph on my list? You could say five to ten, eight to ten. I I I have KD and Steph. Right next to each other, with Steph getting with Steph, with Steph getting the edge. So is right? Tim Duncan Steph above was the Steph. first unanimous MVP of all time, right? First unanimous MVP, like seventy three wins, right? They beat you. They were can down you guys, three. Can you guys right more. now confidently give me your top ten players of all time? No. Ooh. Ish, ish. I probably forget somebody, but I can give you names. Are you yeah, Are you I'll willing go. to take on the Twitter this. trolls? No, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say a okay. list. I'll okay. just give you the Let's 10 names. We'll okay. go okay. LeBron, MJ, okay. Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kareem, um, Kareem Bill Russell. Bill. Um, oh, Magic. <laughs> magic. Thank you. Magic. No, no, I, you already said that. You already said did that. I? Channing did. It was like one, two, three. It was like oh. Kobe, LeBron, Jordan. Jordan, Magic, you said Kareem, Wilt, Wilt, or Wilt, excuse me, Bill Russell. Oh, Bill Russell, Shaq, Shaq, Jerry. No, I don't, no, I put Oscar Robertson. It is probably oh. sorry, but yeah. Oscar would probably get close. But at that point in time, that's is this a Lakers all time, or is this yeah, like no? But that's what no. <laughs> but that's yeah. But that's where you start. But that's where you start yeah. into the Oscars. The the KDs, the Steph Curry's, like that's yeah. when you, you get in. Two more, two more. Jerry, we're, we're only at eight. Jerry yeah, West. We're eight. No, nah, we're gonna leave it there. Ooh, <laughs> Jerry West. <laughs> now I don't know if Jerry West was that, Jerry West was that dude over you his can era. Confidently but. give me eight. Kobe. I'm just saying. I would Jordan, have. I I, Magic, I would want to sit Kareem. down if I was doing it. I'm not gonna speak off the cuff. Back. I'm gonna. I, I would. I would want to. Somebody break it. we're missing. That's just disgusting. Awesome. What about Hakeem Olajuwon? Because the top eight, you got to be to me the top eight. You are one of one or two greatest at that position, and by that definition, KD is not one or two at the three position. Well, he's also playing in an era with LeBron. Right, <laughs> <That ain't- laughs> like, bro. Like, why are like, but I, and again, I, but this is the thing about Kevin Durant. He should feel that way. I would be surprised if he didn't feel that way. We keep seeing that famous quote of like, you know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I'll give you, I'll give you an interesting list um, that compiled from just sources across the web. Just some names that you guys didn't have. Okay. Larry Bird, fuck. Larry Larry Bird Bird. was was, on there. Yeah. Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Wilt. Larry Bird is a top 10 player of all time. So, okay, so oh, 9 and 10 according to this would uh-huh. go along with everyone that you guys said and then yeah. right after that would be Tim Duncan. Yeah, they're out of their mind. F- Eighty. Fuck how you uh, How does Tim Duncan not top 5? He's the greatest power forward of all there, time. It's not it's just the, like a list. Oh, oh, it's not numbers one. Right, he's about to get fired up. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. That doesn't make any I'm just sense. saying what all the names yeah. are we using here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is it winning? Is it not listed? It's just Yeah, I was like I was like So Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Larry Bird, Wilt along with the other 8 you guys said. Is the ones that they're the ones that come up right away. This list has Steph at ten and KD at eleven. 
that's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like those guys, right. like right eleven and twelve like, over here. Yeah, like bro, if you want, you got to win two more championships just to get to. You got to win two more championships and two more Finals MVPs, in my opinion, just to get to the top seven. Yeah, to make that jump from from eleven to seven. Yeah, right. Because like I don't think like again we wouldn't put him past Kobe. We wouldn't put him past MJ. We wouldn't put him past Braun. I wouldn't past put him Kareem. past Magic. I wouldn't put him past Kareem. Or Shaq. Right? So even if he were to win two more championships and two more finals MVPs. Okay. I'm saying even if he were to win two more championships, because then that's four championships, and that would be four finals MVPs, right? Or let's say he wins one. But yeah, so like that that right there is right there with, with Braun. Like, you're still missing the MVPs. Larry won three MVPs in a row. Like, uh, you know, LeBron's won four MVPs. So I'm saying it's like, it's not just winning the championship. And we could probably say the chances are 50-50, whether he'll get another championship. I think I'd give him a 50-50 chance that Kevin Durant will win another championship. Uh, dude, I'm 20. I, I'm not basing 20. that off of just just this bit now. I'm saying just before he's getting older. Play. And let's say moves to you got to cut your team to trade for him, so I, then you got to rebuild. So it's like I look, I, I, I get it, I get you it. To make it I work just, in Phoenix. I'm just saying that he would have to do a lot to move yeah. into the top seven. That fucking top oh, seven are a um, they're not basketball icons. There's they're sport American icons. Yeah, like Larry Bird is 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 an is just an icon, right? Like Magic, those guys, MJ. To get into that conversation, fucking, it's fucking next to impossible. It's, it's almost impossible. That was a fun conversation. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, we're gonna do some midseason awards with the time that we have left. Two minutes each. Okay, we're not gonna go into this long drawn out story of uh, zero chance. My grandma's dog's possums uncle. Okay, I got the time. MVP as of right now, midseason. Oh, Joel Embiid, not even close. Not even close. Agreed. More points than minutes? Oh, okay. okay. More points than minutes? Stop it. Okay, that That's one was crazy. easy. Yeah. Unanimous. Uh, defensive player of the year. Go Bears to lose? I hate saying it, but yeah. Fuck. Really? Uh, you know who's a sleeper? I'm going to go on it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess around and say Anthony Davis. I know their record not, is not it's indicative. It's not sleeping. Okay. It's only the record. There's no sleeping okay. on it. There's no let's go I, out on a limb. It is only the record. I've watched a lot of the Lakers. His defense has been immaculate. You look at like his energy switching. Like Gobert has a great cast around him, and they have a great scheme. But Anthony Davis is locking up, bing, bang, boom, each player just clamping shit up. Like it's it's gross, and it's only overshadowed by the Lakers' record. So I'm going to say Anthony Davis. No. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is having a defensive player of the year type season. They're yeah. not going to give it to a player that's in the seven, eight, unless it's fucking Richard, right. Where 12, did you, where did you go in the last 12 seconds that we all, we just said all of that. Oh, well, no, I, oh, you guys didn't see that. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I had, to go grab, I had to go grab my bagel. We literally your bagel. That's what you call it. We're sick. I, I ordered a Noah's bagel. What do you do with the cream cheese in the middle? <laughs> Dude, they always put too much cream cheese. Finger or lick it. Okay. Um, coach of the year. OKC, Mark Dagnall, Chris Finch, Minnesota. Oh, Dagnall. Yeah. 
Okay, I, look, is, 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 I get the Williams brothers mixed up. Jaden Williams, that boy is nice. Jalen. Jalen, like I said, Jalen is nice. <laughs> nice. He's like, like when you see Shea is a first team all nba right? We know that Shea is, is right there at being an MVP candidate. That boy is the one handling the rock in some of these late game, like, mm -hmm. you know, like we need a bucket. We need this. He is, I don't like, he has been to me, the biggest surprise of the season so far to me to see his growth. Like you see little things and that's that, but you're like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this guy? Right? Like, and he is out there balling. Like I, Dude, I've been a big fan. Their culture is amazing. They all can be successful. You bring in Chet, Chet is rolling and buying into his role. You bring in SGA's development done better. Jalen Williams, the other Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, like Giddy, all those dudes are eating off of one plate and being successful and their chemistry is great. So shout out the GM for putting these guys and even more for the system that they have that is built for them, right? So it's egoless basketball of developing these young guys. They're doing it right. Hey, Chang, like you said, the big man is back. They are lacking a big man. Can I make one little beef? They're trying to get P.J. Little... Washington, I heard. Can I, can I get one? I got one little beef. Yeah. When I hear stuff of like, when they're like, well, we're ahead of the timetable. They didn't think they'd be this good. It's like, you got a fucking first team all NBA or on your team. Right, like, and you got a bunch of young studs, and you're adding Chet. Even if you were, in my opinion, even if they were, let's say, having a uh, 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 good season, not a great season, like they are, and let's say they were the fourth seed, that still indicates you need to go get those boys help. That means you got to find some veterans. That means you got to put that around. You got 97 picks, and you're like, well, we might just let these guys just kind of work together another year, and you're like. No, these dudes can be competing for a championship now if you put the pieces around them and you have the fucking assets. Yeah. I'm not saying tinker with it a lot. I'm not saying tr you could trade one of these billion picks that you have to select a one, two pieces that, in my opinion, could have these dudes in the conference finals, could have these dudes like a young OKC in the NBA finals. They have that talent there if you put the one, two pieces that need to be around them, a big, you know, some other things that that, that some shooting they've got too much non-shooting like even for like like iso joe is nice but you can't have giddy you can't have shay like there's too many guys that are like non-shooters they need a, a another shooter and another big do you guys agree with aunt edwards and his take on how shay is officially no no yeah. no shay has earned that do you think that the style and the way they are being officiated in the regular season will translate to the postseason. No, no, it never translates. It never translates to the postseason because you're playing against better, more defend. Like if you're getting 15 free throws a night, not saying you won't have one of those in the postseason, but I'm saying it's like in the in the in the postseason, you guys are more disciplined. Guys don't foul as much. Guys get back on on transition D. So like some of those opportunities. So you have to be a little bit more efficient with the way you play. But I don't think that he's getting some like crazy superstar. Every player in the league feels like he's getting bullshit foul call. Luca, like think about Luca. Like every player, LeBron, all these guys feel like they're not getting enough foul calls, and every team that you play against feel like he gets every call. Okay. Uh, most improved player, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Johnson, Shingoon. No, Tyrese Maxey. Not even close. Yeah. Ty he didn't even yeah. start half close. the season last year. And now he's like, oh, 
he might be the top two best guard in the, in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> like, what, stop what about what? Okay. Yeah, no, I guess we can. I wouldn't say because Tyrese was an all star last year, but he's Ooh. made a big Tyrese, Tyrese. Albert. I mean, Oh, I'm saying he's made a big, he's made a huge jump this year. I think from like being like an all-star guard to like, yeah. holy shit, this dude's an all NBA guard. You know, I like, I, 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 I agree. Jalen Williams to me has, uh, has, if you're talking about out of nowhere, it's him. If you're talking about the individual that has risen to the occasion based off of expectations is Tyrese Maxey. He's been cooking. To go from on and off starting to now consistently averaging 25 points, you, the, the MIP is his. It's like, oh, you lose James Harden and now you have a better record? Like, fucking stop it. Sixth man of the year. No, no. Norman no, Powell. Norman Powell. Norman Powell. Cook it. They're 20 and four in their last bunch. Stop it. Are you guys believers in the Clippers? Yeah. If they're healthy. If they're healthy, yeah. Yeah, I just think they've all said, fuck it. We got to make this work. We got a new arena coming. What do you guys think of the Clipper wall? Well, Gil makes a great point. All the the opposing team could just go to that side in the first half and just go to the other side in the second half. <laughs> like, I think it's awesome. It'll be a good experience. Your rookie of the year. Oh, Wemby. Not even close. Not even close. Oh, Chad Defensively. It's Chet defensively Humber. is what people forget about. He Chet, leads the Chet league Humber. in blocks. He's just no, not yet. No, it's Wemby. That's my pick. I'm all. I'm gonna stick by my pick. I think it's harder to average 17. He's a 50, 40, 90 guy. Like it's hard to average 17 on a team that every single night, every possession matters. Every single night, every possession matters for the OKC Thunder. And if he does, if he makes three defensive mistakes. And they go, and the lead goes down six points. He'll be sitting on the bench. Wimby, they fucking make twenty-eight mistakes. He's gonna play his minutes. It's just, they're out there just to do it. So I look at numbers versus actual impact on the game and in and in, in, in the league. And I think Chet is having a bigger impact. That's me. Like he Wimby, Wimby might get it. He's 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 shifted in the past probably month. It's shifted probably closer towards him. But that could still go back and forth. There was a comment in our last um, podcast recording from last week where someone wanted to know, they were curious, Richard, who you thought should have won Rookie of the Year in 2003-2004. I've said this before, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> they, I, yeah. I, think, I think Carmelo Anthony should have. He averaged 20 points a game as a rookie, was the best player, and led his team to the playoffs. Now, he had much better players around him. But to be that dude and average 20 points a game on the playoffs. Here comes the um, Richard hates LeBron. <laughs> Love it. He hates him. He told me. Richard texts me. Like, no, but, LeBron? No, but think about it. Think, think about it. Think you hate about LeBron. It. No, I love LeBron. No, no. I just thought I'd think of this. I Okay. This is where I'm always sympathetic. As a rookie, I averaged 10 points a game and we went to the NBA finals, right? Yeah. We went to the NBA finals. So I know how fucking hard it is when every possession and every play matters. That shit's fucking stressful when you got a bunch and when you're 20 years old and you got a bunch of fucking grown men yelling at a fucking rookie because you make a fucking mistake. That you got to do that shit for 82 games. Carmelo averaged 20 points a game and led a team to the postseason. The Denver Nuggets. He led them to the postseason. Have you seen LeBron this? 
I'll tell him. I'll tell that motherfucker to his face. No, I look from a basketball standpoint. I'm not saying that Carmelo was better. That's not. That was never the question. Who was better between the two? The question was, who had a, a better rookie season? I thought. I thought 20 points a game and leading the team to the postseason. I think that is a fucking heavyweight. Yeah, we were just talking about here coming the Twitter trolls that say. Uh, Richard hates LeBron. Oh, yeah. This guy won Richard a ring, and he's just sitting over here hating on him. I'm not. That's not a hate. That's just like a basketball opinion. I feel like I've said that shit to him at dinner about rookies. Like, honestly, bro, I thought Carmelo should won Rookie of the Year that year. <laughs> he look at me and be like, "Fuck you, Rich." Like, and that's that's the end of the conversation. Um, I'm gonna end this episode with something that I want to know. I'm curious. Have you guys seen Saltburn? No. No. No, is that that a cooking show? No, I think it's that that is about the kids that go to like that like house shit. Yeah, it's the movie. popping up. Yeah, no. This is your homework, okay? Because I do a lot for you guys. You have one (laughs) week. (laughs) You have to do this one thing for me. You have one. Is it a series or just what? Like one movie. It's two hours. Okay, okay, I can do that. One movie. Yes. Why? Well, uh, good looks, luck doing that on the plane. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. It, it was looks, nominated looks, for a Golden Globe. Oh God! Watch it, and then we are going to start next week's episode with our review of Salt. Done. Done. I can't believe if Allie's going to ask us for a movie review for the first time, fucking ever in nine years. I'll I will preface it. with I had to stop it at one hour, and I questioned a lot of things in my life. And I wondered if I was going to continue. I had to reach out to some resources to see if I should continue to all of which they said I should. And I finished it and I still don't know why, uh, but I really need your guys's, your guys's, y'all's review. I don't know if this is up my jam. I'm more of a Marvel. Please sit in your plane seat. Yeah, he's more of a Pornhub movie watcher. You'll be, you'll fit right in. It'll fit right in. Okay. Go by the candle, lick the drains, do all the things. Okay. Lick the drains? Yeah. Yeah. Watch the episode. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the Red River flowing. No. Um, all right. That is another edition of <laughs> Pro Trippin'. <laughs>